This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing word of God. Chapter 1, verse 8, and if you want to title the message, you can call it Understanding Power. Understanding Power. It says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Hallelujah. The latter part of that verse, the Lord was telling them that he has an assignment for them to do. But I was surprised. If you have an assignment for someone to do, you didn't give them a manual. You didn't give them a book of instruction. You just told them you will receive power. And that's, I said, Lord, if, you, if you're going to send me somewhere, you need to tell me. There was nowhere, except from Matthew chapter, 18, chapter 28, verses 18 and 19, go into the other world and tell them that the kingdom of God is coming and one from another. Mark chapter 16, uh, verses 14 forward. Nothing about the details. He just said, go. And when it was the final instruction was going to give them, the Lord did not tell them some long step one, step two, step three. He just said, don't go out. What we receive will be the Holy Spirit. And he will give you all that we need. But all four things he will give you, what did he say they will receive? Power. The same thing the Lord reflected in Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Luke 24, verse 49. And he made it a little bit clearer there. He said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but wait or tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. No mixing of what? It's all about power. Hallelujah. It's all about power. Power is very central unto human living. And because of our time, I want us to close a little bit early today. The Lord laid it strongly on my heart that we should still pray for one another and um, possibly minister. I will look at it very quickly from three main subtitles. The first one is the demand for power. There is a universal demand for power, whether you know it or not. I think two weeks or so ago, uh, Russia was talking about, George was talking about the um, issue of, you know, everybody's looking for power, and hilariously was telling us how even himself was trying to exercise the little power he has as a father, which we aspire, you know, and how old is girl? About five years. We should aspire another 20 years <laughs> maximum. <laughs> Hallelujah. By that time, you don't have that power anymore. Amen. <laughs> that power goes to somebody else. But you know, we, we, there's, there's a cry for power everywhere. The whole world, in fact, the whole world itself, I see it as one big power ball, as round as it is. But the good thing about this power we're talking about, this demand for power, that demand will never outstrip supply. And the reason is simple. Psalm 62 verse 11. Psalm 62 verse 11. That's the reason why no matter how much we are all demanding for power, power to do work, power to heal, power to conceive, is because God has spoken once and twice have I heard that word, power belongs to God. If God has power, you can never exhaust his power. That's why Jesus boldly said that his power will come upon you. He was not going to ration it as much as you need, you can have. It's a God that has more than enough of power to go around. So, and I believe not only power comes from God, not that it only belongs to God, Power has no other source but in God. And you are wondering, what about demonic power? Because I need to answer some of the questions you will not be able to answer me. What about human power? What about powers that dictators and despots of this world? Why do you exercise? Something about power is that when God releases power into human beings, human beings can do whatever they like with it. In actual fact, the power that God gave unto Satan, Satan decided to corrupt that power and do what he wanted to do with it. This would be some. I want to take us a little bit to teach it because we're not having a Wednesday meeting. So we talk a little bit more about power, give us a little bit more of understanding that I am trusting God will last us for the rest of our lives. Power is freely available and God does not ration it at all. 
When he gave it to Satan, God was so confident of himself that there's nothing Satan can do without power that can destabilize him. And that's what I call power. Because even when he has given that power to Satan and Satan drew a third of the angels in heaven, God was still as strong as he always been. And that is one of the things we need to be very careful of. In fact, Satan knowing that power, and the reason for that is not that anybody that receives power can do whatever they like with it. You can transfer the power you have to someone else. That's when we have voting and election. You are actually transferring your power to somebody else. Whatever they like, they do it with it when they get there. It's up to you. So the choice, whichever way you make your bed, that is the way you will lay. You will sleep on it. We also transfer power unto Satan. That was what he was trying to make the Lord Jesus Christ to do in Matthew chapter 4, verse 8. Matthew chapter 4, verse 8. He knows that if I have power, I can give it to you. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. He said, again, the devil took Jesus up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. Verse 9, please, if we may. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and what? Worship me. And if Jesus had worshipped Satan, Satan would have transferred that power, sincerely. That's why if you are really looking for power and you don't want to have the right power, you can go to the old court, you will find it there. I was praying for some people a few days ago, and the Lord told me that they put their hands into terrible things. Not here, don't worry yourself, none of you here. That if, in fact, I was shocked when the Lord told me that, that this, and I, I, I recoiled. You'll be shocked how far people can go to get power. They may know that they are going into all this Eastern religion and they still will go ahead. I'm telling you the centrality of power. Power is powerful. <laughs> power, oh my, oh my, oh my. I was talking with a lady sometimes. He said, everything about power. We are Christians. And she, we've been you know, kind of playing games with me, you know, trying to, and just say, look, it's all about, and true, it's all about power. It's all about power. So if you don't understand power, one may be caught on the wrong side of power. But I pray for you, you will not be caught on the wrong side of power. Satan is still snatching power away from people. He's still making them to sign up to what they didn't want to sign up to. Knowing that once he grabs them, because he knew that's how we lost it in the Garden of Eden. He treated Eve and Adam into surrendering their power. And we are all in the mess that we are now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The true test of character is how you use power given to you. I need to emphasize that point. And the power in human hands, more often than not, listen carefully so that you can be careful the way you deal with power. Power in human hand is almost exclusively used selfishly. Power in Satan's hand is used in a subservient manner. Or subversive, to subvert, yeah, subvert, that is to rebel. So when you give power to Satan, people that have decided to sow their their life away and enter into occult and do things they should not do, what you are simply doing is that you are giving power to someone who will rise against you and also walk against you. May you not do that in Jesus' name. I've been involved in circumstances before. I've seen a family... Church-going family, everything was going well for them until they had a major problem in their life. And they found no help in the medical setup. They tried all they could. They prayed the little prayer they could pray. Then they decided to go and seek it in the occult. Their condition grew worse and worse. And many of the offsprings in that family, they were also affected one form or another. What is, when I remember that story, it's such a sad story. And so it is important that we know that there is a great demand for power. You need power. In fact, as you are sitting down there, you are demanding power. You are. All the eyes that are looking at me, you are demanding power one form or another. Some of you are demanding seriously economic power. Some, you see somebody, you know, smartly dressed, you are saying that if I can dress like that, I can go and have some swagger. And people can also make me to, you know, Something that by, you know, having economic power, you can have a big house. And therefore, you're going to have status. It's all about power. I cannot overemphasize that. Unless you know it, you, we shall be deceiving that it's all about power. Some are looking for anointing so that they can just do hand like that. And people say it's a powerful man of God. 
But if you have been following our weekly write-offs, we mentioned something there. Did anybody remember anything that, you know, follow another power? Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah, then we said one thing after that one. Eh? I will be doing tests on that now because those things took a lot of praying to, <laughs> to get them out. We said that when you receive power, return it to God every day. That's the only way power will not corrupt you. That is whatever God will do here today. As they have ministered in songs and whatever, take your eyes away from yourself. That power is for the moment returning back to God. It is so central and so crucial. And so that's point number one. There's a great demand for power. I don't need to pray for you that God will release power upon you. Because if as soon as you tap him, power will flow. I learned that there are places in the world like North Sea, to get a barrel of oil out of the ground, you do like this. That's a figurative way. That is, you sweat. But if you go to some other parts in the Middle East, I learned that Kuwait, even if you do like this, oil will come out. Exaggerating, possibly. <laughs> but I can tell you that for sure, the God you serve is not the one you're going to beg to give you power. If you are sincere and serious, he will give you power. I'm totally convinced about that. And power is here today. The power of God is available for us today. So that's number one. There is what? Demand for power. Number two. Very quickly. That, before I go to number two, there's, there's something about this power thing. I just know that, noted that in my notes. As, as anyone heard about this saying before, just, just relax. We're going to have a lot of chats today and, and conversation. I hope that will be a blessing to you. Has anybody heard of this saying before? That every morning in Africa, a gazelle wakes up in the morning. You, have, you, have you heard? Yes. A gazelle wakes up in the morning and he knows that he must run as fast as he can, faster than the fastest lion or else he will become supper for somebody else's table. He said, in the same Africa, every morning a lion wakes up knowing that he must run faster than the slowest gazelle or else he will starve and starve and he will die. What I'm simply telling you is that there's a man that once told my sister that, and she shared that with me. He said, don't let, you know, those of you that you are aware of those word witches, he said, don't let witches kill you. Because when they have killed you, you may go to heaven, but they've cut down your chance of fulfilling your destiny. But that's not the only point. When a witch has killed a person, the witch might get born again. And as the, the witch might even live longer than you. And then you just enter heaven like say, You say, oh, this is the witch that killed me. He says, so what? <laughs> and they are sharing reward. They see mountain or mountain of reward. He says, God, this is very fair. Because the well-being of your own soul is in your hand. So I will drop a note for you. Don't be careless. Don't be careless with your blessings. Don't be careless with your life. There is something, someone outside there, and I'm not asking you to be paranoid. I'm only telling you the truth of the matter. There are places people have believed there's nothing like evil power. God help them. But I'm assuring you today, there's a great demand, and there are power in all sorts of places that may want to militate against you. Number two, very quickly, because of my time, I call it the delight of power. The delight of power. Power is very delightful. Power is sweet. Power is sweet. We, we said this is Holy Ghost power. Before we get to it, let's look at power generally. Power is what? Power is very sweet. You are all pretending as if you've never exercised some power before. It's very sweet. Some of us, the day they made us supervisors, we became somebody different. I know some of you. I mean, the day, the, day, the way you enter the office, everybody needs to supervise us, all right? And that is the time you call for everybody's fire. That is the time you then start saying, Oh, God help us. But power is sweet. In actual fact, when you have power, you have boldness. Have you noticed? The way a poor man was different from the way a rich man works. And that is the truth of the matter. I'm not talking of riches in absolute sense. I'm not talking of poverty in absolute sense. But I'm talking about when your needs are met. And that's why God will change your gate. I've been there before. That your head will be hanging like this because we can't, you, you know, things are due. 
It's not, you don't, I was watching a program on telly yesterday. Do, do someone watch ID? You used to watch ID a lot, Investigation uh, Discovery. Very, very nice program. In fact, I'm going to go a little bit into that. I always challenge you, go and go into it. I'm not going to talk about investigation, but to read body language. And they were studying this guy. They said that if a person is genuinely sort of, I'm just, just telling you that your state in life detects the way you walk, whether you know it or not. So they were showing this guy, he was seated there, and um, you know, they were, all those ones that fake, you know, they were, the, they, they were the criminal, and they would go in front of the camera and in front of telly, and they say, oh, I'm so sorry, help me find X, Y, Z that is lost or whatever that is killed. So they were looking at this guy, and the man said, what, what struck me? And it was so definite. He said, when a person is sad, he said, the two sides of your eyebrow will frown. That you can fake it, but you can never make two of them to, 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 to you know, to, to yeah, not, not droop. Actually go up, you know. The, the side of the lips droop, but the, the eyebrows, the, that somehow, and the man that was reading, it was, was a policeman, he said, he, he's been trained, he's this woman, he has practiced so many times, and he was showing us, he said, he could not get both sides to just, you know, wrinkle or, 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 or go up like that at the same time. He said it has to come from inside. What I'm simply saying is that when you know and you are aware there's a power in a particular area of your life, there's no way your old demeanor will not change. So that is te- giving you understanding of power. So make sure you have power. Make sure you have power. Holy Ghost power. Because it will instill confidence in you. When the apostles had anointing in Acts chapter 2, the Bible said, Peter, an ordinary illiterate, stood up and was preaching with power. You know what? With, with boldness and You know what? Because he knew there was power in him. When a person has intelligent power in the head, that's the way you talk. I've been to exam before, and I was waffling badly. I myself, I knew I was waffling. But the man was very kind. He asked me one question, the usual, you know, I didn't go as far as, you know, write on Jesus, I will write on John the Baptist, but if you don't know the joke, find out later. It was about somebody asked, you know, he didn't read the book, he said, write on Jesus Christ, he said, how can I write on Jesus, my Lord? I'd rather write on John the Baptist, because that was what the man read. So I was very close to that guy, very, very close. I was very, very close. So he asked me one question, and I was just waffling and waffling. But what, this, what I discovered was that towards the end, actually, my voice was shaking. <laughs> so the man said, calm down. You don't know the answer. <laughs> and the exam that I went for, is a professional exam, they would test you from many areas. He said, let me take you to another area. And God caught him on that day. He took me to an area I knew. And then my voice changed. My, my shoulders squared. You know what happened? Intellectual power is now available to answer that situation. I'm speaking in the name of the Lord to you. You will have all the necessary power to meet all the necessary challenges of your life. Apart from even those that 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 do bravado, you know, you know, you can't beat someone. Those that still do physical fight or whatever, I'm sure nobody does that here anymore. You've grown beyond that. When a man knows that he's got the strength to defeat the other one, you will know there's a difference in him. May the Lord release power to you in the name of Jesus. How many have we said? What was the first one? Good. Number two? Good. The delights of power. Don't also forget that Proverbs chapter 28 verse 1 says that the righteous shall be as bold as a lion. That's what I call power of righteousness. If a person is lying, there's a way in which you just want to avoid the topic. That's why even power to do right. In actual fact, one of the main things the Lord, I believe, laid on my heart to share with you tonight or this afternoon has to do with how do we walk in righteousness? If I were to ask you, how do we walk in righteousness? How do we live a holy life? How do we live above board? How is it that we do not find ourselves merged and enmeshed in some dodgy things? Simple. It's through God releasing his power in you to overcome the temptation that you face. 
That is the difference. Many at times I've listened to people, and with good intention, they list all the wrong things that people can do. Well, after you've told me the wrong thing I can do, I might still go back and do that unless I have the power not to do that. I hope you know that one. And Jesus Christ, our Lord, specializes in releasing power to people to do right. I can tell you today with all confidence in my heart, there is a power to live righteously. And it's only God can give it. And you can check your whole life. There's a way I know. How do I know? If you are truly born again, before you got born again, there were things that you normally do easily. But there are things now that you don't do again. You understand? But sometimes it's not in all areas of your life. So what that is telling me is that if you have God, if the power made you not to do those ones, you still need another power or the same power to extend to the other areas of your life. Am I making sense to you here? Because it's a major, major area that you need to seek the power of God to rise above the limitation of the enemy. That's the power of purity. We shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Number three is going on very well so that we won't spend more time. Is dangers of power. Dangers of power. Hallelujah. Oh, power is very, very wonderful. It's also very, very... And there are two things that can happen to power. Number one, power can be abused. Power can be abused. In John chapter 19, there was a man that was so full of himself there, he didn't know where the power came from. John chapter 19, verse 11. Power can be abused. He said, Jesus answered. In verse 18, Pilate was telling him something. Verse, verse 10, please. Verse 10, the previous verse. He said, then Pilate said to him, are you not speaking to me? He was talking to Jesus. You remember? Do you not know that I have power to crucify you and power to release you? Whom was Pilate talking to? His maker. Pilate was talking to his maker. He said, I have power to crucify you. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, you could act so gentle. If it's you, do not, I'm not looking at you. If it's you. Fire. Eh? Since he is God incarnate, I will kill him and resurrect him. <laughs> so that they will know that the power belongs to me. But heard what the Son of God said. I'm going to mention that later on. You could have no power at all against me unless it had been given you from where? Telling you that all power comes from where? Even power to do evil. You need to settle that in your mind. The only thing, evil, you can never say evil power don't exist. You can only say evil power don't touch me. So the man abused his power. He decided to, and so much of abuse of power. Husband abuse their power. Children abusing their power. Parents abusing their power. Employers abusing their power. Employees abusing their power. Or oh, you don't know employees can abuse their power. Oh, when they're down to. Oh, yes. Oh, they shut the place down. And I know United Kingdom, we used to do a lot of that in the, in the 80s, I think. Yeah, in the 80s, into the early 90s. There was one time they called a winter of discontent. Everybody left. Garbage on the street of London. Oh, many of you are not aware of that. Employees. So that's to tell you every human being has power. That's why you should be careful with people. You might think somebody's a subordinate. They've got power. And they can harm you. There's nobody that is too low there that has not got sufficient power. To do something. So power can be abused. Number two, power can be lost. Power can be lost. And that's one of the things we don't factor in. Power can be lost by you, by it being stolen from you. Can be lost by it being stolen. A typical case of stealing of power, do you, does anybody remember in the scriptures? Absalom. Absalom stole the power from the father. The Bible says that he would stand at the gate and he stole the heart of the people. And when he stole the heart of the people, the mandate the people gave unto him, a huge chunk of Israel left his father and went after him and he stole the power. If not for God that restored the power, David would have ended up as a destitute. Power can be stolen. 
and bringing me back again into the circumstance of our life. Don't let anybody steal your power. Don't let anybody do all within your power. We are coming out of this fasting. Please receive all the power you need that nothing will be stolen from you. And yourself, don't be a thief of power. Don't steal power. Wait for your turn. The power that does not belong, don't try to exercise it. To exercise the power of... No, just don't exercise the power that doesn't belong. Know your limit. Stay where you are. Number two, not only can power be stolen, power can be sold. Does anybody remember somebody that sold power in the Bible? Esau, he sold his power. He sold, and that's what the Bible tells in the book of Hebrews. He said, do not be a profane person like Esau who sold his birthright. How do we sell power in our time? A person can decide to go into a relationship in which you know you to remove power from your life. A person can be associated with someone in business, in marriage or whatever, that will drain you of power. Don't sell it. The temporary pleasure might be okay, but you might be paying too much for what you are getting. Be a good and and astute and what's the other word again? Business person. A shrewd business person. Be shrewd. If anybody wants to sell something to you and they're demanding more than this word, say, keep it. Keep it. I can't mortgage my future for that particular thing you are asking from me. So, in losing of power, it can be stolen, it can be sold, and it can also be surrendered. And that's what Jesus said. Now, surrendering of power can be a desperation of it. In decent societies where there's a functional democracy, after a certain period of time, They'll ask you to surrender the power. You have no choice. In places where there's no decent democracy, if they can't get you to surrender it willingly, eventually they will wrench it away from your hand. Or death might eventually wrench it from your hand. And many of them, those despots all over the world, they are suffering there. When you are 90 and you still say you are waking up to rule a nation, something should be wrong with you. Even this job of ministry that I'm enjoying, that God has given me liberty. 90 still preaching? I mean, I may be happy house leader. I will be house leader. When you are the bishop, I will be the house leader. At that time, so you cannot just allow power to grip you. There's time to surrender power. Jesus Christ surrendered his power. Philippians chapter 2, starting from verse 5. He surrendered his power. Temporarily. And all of us, we shall be called from time to time to surrender our power. You are able to get angry, but you surrender the power not to be angry. That is the mark of a man. That is the mark of a Holy Spirit-filled person. I have the right to, to rage and rant and do all sorts of things, but I decide to keep my mouth shut. Not because I don't have the power, but I decide to surrender that I lay that power aside. When you have power and you decide to lay it aside, what do we call that virtue in human being? Meekness. And there was a study that they did in, 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 I think it was in Cambridge or Oxford, I remember, I read it many years back. Just to prove, they were not looking at it from a scriptural point of view, they were looking at it from another point of view. That a person can have so much power and you can have it under control. In actual fact, meekness is power under control. That there was this, like, 10-ton huge block that was made. And they were going to use it to crack a nut without crushing the nut inside the shell. And the hydraulics were so precise, come on, that they lowered it down, 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 just enough of it to crack it and came up again without crushing it. I said, that is my God. That is, he has the power to crush a level. But he holds back his power. The more you have the capacity the, to be able to have your power willingly surrendered, the more power will be released unto you. Two men, people in the scriptures that God made known unto us as major leaders, they were described as meek. Number one, who? Number two, who? Jesus. And people have said that of all leaders that have been, you, re- you reference that very correctly, that 
Even in secular assessment, no leader can be assessed as great as Moses. Simply because how can you leave 600,000 men alone plus uncountable number of women and children and yet the little rumbling and rebellion that they had is not that they had tractors or whatever. They were just going nowhere and they followed you. You've not even got your wife to follow you. And the many children came, you've been sweating like this. I'm not the children that are actually really, really fun. <laughs> you tell me you don't appreciate Moses. You tell me you didn't. You know why? Meekness. He had the ability to kill all of them. Even when God, in fact, there was a time he was, in fact, the begins and closes, more meek than God. God says, I will destroy them. What did Moses say? He said, no, don't destroy them, destroy me. No wonder more powers released unto him. We can't talk about power about, without this one. Because I will deceive you if I tell you we receive power if you don't have this nature of God. Real power comes with a lot of responsibility. And many people, if we start from this Christian end of thing, many great men of God. One is not very far from you. The general verse of this ministry that many have written so many books about. Of you, at various levels, you probably have close contact with of which by spirit have a close contact with, talk of a man who can take anything. When his associates will say, you need to fight back, he said, leave them alone. Who God defended at the time, just to tell you, I'm bringing flesh, putting flesh to it now, and I can bring a little bit back home to you, even at a personal level. Who, at a time, God defended him. He started a church somewhere. It's in public domain. This particular testimony is shared. He started a church somewhere in the middle belt of Nigeria, Quara State, they call that place. And the man that started a very young church, the man decided the church grew and decided he would take the church away from him. They were very small at that time. Probably the whole redeemed worldwide. If they are up to a thousand people, they should be, they should be dancing. So that every, every soul mattered. And the man took a chunk. One of the biggest churches they made. The man took it away. And then, he said, bro, that's the way they call themselves. He said, sir, why, why are you doing this? He said, he was in Lagos. He's in Ilori, building the church. And you think you are the owner. Ah! The man said, okay. May the Lord judge between you and I. Or something to that effect. And disaster happened to the man. He said he so wept, he so cried, that he decided, and the man happened to be the only child of the mother. He did everything to make that woman comfortable. The man was aware of the power in his world. Just as Elisha was aware. Elisha came out one day, what did he do? He just saw boys, they said, but those boys, those children, they were very daring too. How many of them? 52 or how many of them? How about that? Or whatever their number. And they said, see bald head, see bald head. Elisha said, let Bia came out of the... And the Bible said he caused them, that's all. And Bia came out and told them. Do you know that was the last destructive miracle that man did? The more power you have, the more you are afraid of power. So when the month of Holy Ghost power, do you want power? You sure? But do you know it costs to have power? Because some of the prayers we are praying, we are not ready for power. Father, send fire and burn them. Really? All my witches, let them die. The good thing is that witches, if you believe in them, which I do, there are people who are called witches, occultic people, they don't need to die. If God wants to kill them, let him keep them. But I want them to be alive and see me do well. That is, that's, I love that. And I've seen, that's why I say on a personal level, there are times when I had to shut my mouth. Went for a meeting, somebody just dressed me down there. Many, many years back, not recent. Many, many years back, I went with another brother. The brother was, ah, pastor, let's I say, keep your mouth shut. The man that said that, in the same, this environment that we are doing ministry, I'm not aware of him anymore. My joy is that wherever he is, he still sees that by the special grace of God, God has not finished with you people yet. Your number one desire in life when you want to, or if you want to enjoy divine power is to allow yourself to understand power. And if I will leave you one last word on power, this is the last one I will leave you for. Be prepared to surrender the power that is in your hand. If you do that, there's no limit to the power you will have. 
Before we pray, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. Time has gone so quickly. I want to put a few Bible verses on the, on the, uh, on the screen. I will read them and I will pray for you. Amen. And then if the Lord allows us as choir ministers to minister to particular circumstances, situations, we do so. Please, first of all, put on the screen for us Psalm 32, verse 9. Hallelujah. Psalm 32, verse 9. What does it say? Do not be like the horse or like the moon, which have no, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. Horses and mules, what do they have? Power. You agree with me? But they lack what? And because they lack understanding, what happens to them? They are being pulled hard. I don't need to talk on that anymore. You understand that? Good. Next one. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. You know that very well, don't you? Therefore, get, and in all you're getting, get. So, the next few days, spend a lot of time to understand the dynamics of power. Finally, in Luke chapter 24, verse 45, we will tie all this together. We will take one prayer point from there, and then... We will pray for us. And he opened their understanding, hallelujah, that they might comprehend the scriptures. He opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. May the Lord open our understanding. Hallelujah. I say, may the Lord open your understanding. Nothing is worse than a person who does not understand the circumstance he's in, very little can happen. May God give you understanding. Now, understanding does not mean you know all the reasons behind it. But even if it's a sickness that God is asking you to, we understanding will tell you that, wait, I will give you strength. Second Corinthians chapter 12 was understanding that was given unto Paul when he said, I pray unto God three times, and he did not hear. He said, my grace is what? That's understanding. Understanding is that as a challenge in my life, as I call upon him, he answers me. That's understanding. Today, we will understand power, and power shall be released here. Leave that one on the screen, if you may, please. Luke 24, verse 45. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures you will comprehend the scriptures. Many read scripture, not all comprehend it. Comprehension is that when they ask a question that you'll be able to answer. May you comprehend the scriptures. I want you to pray that the Lord will release power to your life and you will use power with divine understanding. Now, from now on, our gait, our approach, our body, demeanor, everything about us will change because there shall be power on the inside of us. All the power you need, the power of a mother, the power of a father, the power of a child, the power of someone whose finances are sorted, the power of someone who is walking righteously before God. All the power we need is in the house today. You know, that's a great demand for power, but the source of power can never run out. Yours is to tap into it. It can't run out. That power is here today. Do you want that power? Do you want that power to minister to particular areas of your life? Just give me a few moments just to say, Lord, pray directly and say, Lord, grant me power in this area. Grant me power to rise up in the area of whatever it may be. You know where it is hurting. It might be physical healing. It, whatever it may be, there is power, power, power available that is to be released unto us today. But it is our choice. It's our decision to step into that power. And as we step into that power today, 
we will continue to walk in it in Jesus' name. First of all, believe God that He is God. He is the source of all power and He has got all the power that you require that you need. Call upon the name of the Lord right now. Spend a moment or two to pray. I'll give you the space to pray. What I will do now, we'll take one more prayer as a confessional prayer. And as we do that, we will experience transformation in our lives in the name of Jesus. Call upon him. Power for your children to excel. Power for your family to experience in newness in relationships in the family. Power to conceive. Power to make worth. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. It is, it says, when you have entered the land, remember that it is God that gives you power to make worth. Power to be wealthy. Power to stay healthy. Power to stay healthy. Power to run your own home with wisdom and understanding. The Lord is more than able to supply all that we need. Call upon his holy name. Hallelujah. Believe him, my brother, believe him, my sister, for an outpouring of his Holy Spirit upon us today. We give you worship, we give you honor, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord our God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Bring your prayer to the close. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I want you to pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. You can never rise, one can never rise above one's knowledge. It's what you know and understand that will work for you. May the Lord give us understanding. May he give us understanding. So that whatever has changed us and enslaved us, we shall be free from them today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you just put on the screen, it's a well-known verse to us. We prayed it many times. It's come that we pray it again. We nearly run out of time now. Please just put Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. We just pray it very briefly. And then um, if you're in the house, you have pain on your left hand. Please, uh, the Lord wants to touch you and heal you now. Anyone left hand? Hallelujah. God bless you. You like to come forward? Hallelujah. Thank you. Come forward if you are there. Thank you, Jesus. Quiet, you can just continue to minister for us. Is it there? Why they are standing in front and God is touching them? Because God that is the healer. I want us to pray passionately and fervently in the confessional manner. And as you pray it, you will see changes in your life beginning from this moment. In the name of Jesus. So we say, Father, in the name of Jesus. You remember the way we pray? Let's pray. Fasting is not catching you that much, is it? Father, in the name of Jesus, your word say, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Father, Give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in knowing you better than I've ever done before. Release power over my life, oh God, right now in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voices and pray. Covers all the areas that you are looking for. Keep calling on him. Keep calling on him. Keep calling on him. His hand is mighty upon us today. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, precious ones in front. Please just talk to God and say, Lord, touch me. I just come around and just lay my hand gently upon you and I'm sure the Lord will heal you completely. Thank you, Jesus. Keep calling on him. Keep calling on him.
right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Lord has promised that he whom he sets free shall be free indeed. And you have promised that today shall be a day of deliverance. As many as are bound in one area or another receive total and complete deliverance right now in the name of Jesus. You will be bound no more. From this moment onward, walk in the liberty of the Son of God. We are coming out of these 40 days of fasting rejoicing because there's a change of status for someone here already. The way you started on the 11th of January, that's not the way you will end on this 19th of February. The shift in the spiritual shall be a permanent shift in your favor. In the name of the Lord Jesus. What the Lord showed me also was that there is a huge, huge harvest. I saw grains that were being gathered. And I don't know who is believing God for a harvest like that. I don't know whichever area you are believing God. But if you are in that category, receive it now in the name of the Lord Jesus. The season of drought and, 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 and famine is over in the name of the Lord Jesus. I stand in the name that's above all names. And I decree that the time of constant hoping and expecting without stepping into, that season has ended in your life in the name of Jesus. Somebody, you are listening remotely right now. The hand of the Lord is touching you there. Is the healing hand of the Lord that is resting upon you. You will soon rise up and take your bed and you will walk in the name of the Lord Jesus. The yoke is broken. I say the yoke is broken. And the yoke is destroyed in the name of the Lord Jesus. He who has promised, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I'm standing by your side. And you that you are thinking that the door is being shut against you. You are feeling it in your heart as if rather than move forward, the door is shut right against you. There is one who has the key of David. He can open and no one can shut. And he can shut and no one can open. By his spirit, let that door be open for you right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when it is open, no one can shut it. You will walk through that door. You will possess that which belongs unto you. And you will come back testifying in the name of the Lord Jesus. All hands lifted unto the Lord right now. Receive an unction to be a witness. Receive the anointing to be a witness. And what shall you witness? You will witness what you have seen. What shall you see? You will see his glory. What shall you witness? You will witness his glory. And many shall listen unto your witness and turn unto the Lord in the name of Jesus. That's why that back pain that you have sought, let right and sent an answer to the Lord is healing it right now. It's for a purpose so that you can call back and testify and say, see what the Lord has done. 
The man said, once I was blind, now I can see. You are there, you have lost years. Daddy asked me to tell you, he's making back those years for you. Those that have gone ahead of you and you are comparing yourself unto them, very soon they will be seeing you right ahead and will be worrying and say, how did you reach here in the name of the Lord Jesus? No more loss here. No more lost time. The power to make it happen is here and that power is working right now in the name of Jesus. You are feeling as if this is the highest you can go. The Lord asked me to, the Lord asked me to tell you, you are going many steps higher than where you are in the name of Jesus. That's why I command the cap that is placed upon your life to be removed right now. The invisible limitation that's over your head is removed right now. Oh, one more time. Shut door. They are open. Yes, shut doors. Shut doors. Shut doors. They are being open right now. Shut door. Shut door. The Lord is opening them. The Bible spoke concerning Sarah. And Anna, he said, because the Lord shut her womb. Sometimes it might be shut. But now the Lord is opening it right now. He said, I've seen something that is not right under his heavens. He said, it's wrong for a servant to ride on horseback while the master, the prince is walking on the ground. There's a swapping in your favor right now. I don't know wherever you belong, but there's a swapping in your favor right now. Wherever you have been counted as below before, you are now being counted as above in the name of Jesus. One more time, and you will testify. Father, we receive big testimony in this house. The one that will be shared unashamedly. Shared in the office boldly and confidently. Shared in the neighborhood boldly and confidently. Of course, shared in the tabernacle of the righteous boldly and confidently. Dramatic. That's what I'm hearing. Something dramatic. 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 It's not going to be just something dramatic. Dramatic. And the Lord will do it dramatically in your life in the name of Jesus. Lazarus was raised for the day in a dramatic fashion. The man without eyes was restored. Eyes were given to him in a dramatic fashion. For you as well receive your miracle in a dramatic manner. I serve a caring God. Who cares for your pain? Who knows where you are? And he asked me to tell you he loves you. And his arm of love is around you. Thank you for this new day. That's why every form of fear is banished in this place. You are released into the place of confidence. From now on, your gates will change. You will step out in a different way. Where your heads are bowed, your heads are lifted. And Jehovah shall be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Father, finally, this is my own request. It's my request. Somebody pray it sometime during the 21 days of daily meeting. Every request this year shall not be repeated next year. Say it one more time. And with all our hearts in agreement, all our hearts in agreement, every request this year shall not be prayed again next year in the name of Jesus. Some of those requests, they are supposed to be month bound, not even year bound. The one you are prayed in February and within the authority and the workings of God, not supposed to last another month, you won't pray it in March. And Jesus shall be glorified. 
All forms of sicknesses in this room bow to Jesus right now. Kidney problem that the Lord has mentioned bow to Jesus right now. Repeated frontal headache, particularly frontal headache, not, not posterior, not occipital, frontal headache. Bow to Jesus right now in the name of Jesus. That the liver that I'm seeing, that the doctor has said they are having worries about. The indices and those chemical tests that will be done, they are returning normal the next time. Well, God wants to do more than I expect. What a faithful father. What a faithful father. Eye problem the Lord is taking, especially right eye pain that has been persistent. The Lord is breaking the power of the enemy right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. People of God, arise and shine in the name of the Lord Jesus. I repeat one more time. I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, the Holy One of God, I decree and declare, I say, arise and shine in the name of Jesus. And the world will celebrate your God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Everything that is dead is coming back to life. There's some things that are dead. Good things. They're supposed to be alive, but for some reason they are dead. They're supposed to be alive, but for some, for some terrible, ugly reason they are dead. Come back alive now in the name of Jesus. Come back alive. Come back alive. I'm seeing accounts. We used to call it in red. I'm seeing them being turned to black right now. Jesus always ministered financial needs. A woman was in debt, sorted it out. He himself couldn't pay his tax, he fixed it. People could not eat, he provided for them. He's a providing God. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. That's why right now, I pray and I decree one more time as I've seen it. Red numbers, mini debt, they are turning to black right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. And that truck the Lord showed me, full of goodies, shall not be only for me, shall be for you as well. Oh, you didn't hear my prayer. You didn't hear my prayer. You didn't hear my prayer. With his permission, I'm sharing that with you. He is going to extend it unto you as well in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. You have been so faithful and true. Give him praise in the house. We'll continue in the afternoon. Come on, give him praise. I'm sure God will do more in the afternoon. Hallelujah. 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 For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen. Rise on your feet with me.